Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Aloha. Welcome to the Easter long weekend edition of Tech Talk. Glad to be back with you after a week in the warmth and sun of Hawaii. We are live on Saturday morning, April the 8th. Sunday afternoon, the 9th is a podcast. No, Sunday afternoon will be a rebroadcast. Then there will be a podcast. See? Go to Hawaii, bring go <laughs> We this weekend is myself. Glad to be back with you, Alan Perry. And Eitan Rubini. I'm the president of the Victoria Macintosh Users Group and an independent Apple consultant here in Victoria. MacZen.ca. That's right. There we go. And? I'm Brian Pavlich. It's your Tech Talk producer, and how, I'm back for real. How is Daddy? <laughs> uh, yeah, good. I think uh, I was telling you guys before the show, we've just been put through the ringer with like medical stuff we've been dealing with him, and it's been a really hard time, but it seems like we're just hitting these kind of breakthroughs you hear a lot of parents talk about. And he, like his personality is coming out, and he's the sweetest calmest little thing yay and he just started um kind of out of the blue started sleeping nine ten hours in the evening oh hallelujah so, happy dance so good for us <laughs> eight ten eight yeah. ten's been there he'd done that with, with sam in months years past right yeah so, yeah yeah, yeah. eight ten's uh, been giving brian parenting advice before we go on the air, <laughs> unsolicited so. yeah yeah no eight had some very good insights thank yeah. you awesome thanks to you and kyle for filling in last weekend while i was in hawaii you guys had fun yes certainly that was fun yeah a uh, special hello to Ray and Robert and Nancy and Greg and all the other people we met in Hawaii. Tech service goes wherever you go. So, oh, yes. So T- Typical Alan, you end up kind of yeah. working or you're talking to somebody like, oh, you do tech. I have this problem. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's sort of like, like a doctor. Can doctors get the same thing. I'm sure plumbers yeah. everywhere else. But it, it was fun. Yeah, we used the Verizon test people. drive because we've been talking about that on the air for people trying to save the money. So it was really good for me to be the guinea pig and walk through walk through the steps mm. so it worked it worked really well. well i hope you wrote off some of those expenses though. Mm, got that for you <laughs> got back. you're still getting used to the cold temperatures there we have so much to talk about this weekend um a lot of new stuff also an insane number of new scams uh, we'll give you one little heads up first for those of you that have iphones ipads and macs there are very important security updates not the ones brian that you and kyle told everybody about last weekend there's another a subsequent update. So we'll talk more about that. But off the top, the government of Canada recently announced that they're going to give us a one-time grocery rebate to help offset high grocery prices. Yay. Scammers immediately <laughs> seized on this. Oh, yeah. Think so, them. Yeah, so watch out for fake grocery rebate texts and emails. I put a picture into the show notes. Item number one. CRA, you received $247 for a one-time grocery rebate. Your evaluation is completed on April 4th, 2023, and there is a link for you to click on. No. The rebate, which is up to $467 per person, depending on your income, it's going to be added automatically onto the GST credit for anybody who's eligible. You don't need to apply for it. You can't apply for it. You're going to get it or you're going to not. Any email with a link to get it or to confirm it, text or email, scam, don't touch. Think who you know that would fall for this. So I know the vast majority of you were preaching to the converted, Brian. Yeah. But who do you know that would and do that? Because all they want is your social insurance number and your banking information including your password so they can give you your rebate. No. So, <laughs> these guys are smooth. I, you know, we talk to people all the time who got had or were had and uh they, you know, they're very good at sounding professional and talking through and like, oh, this is just the process. Yeah, just read me yeah. this. Oh, can you also read me this? Yeah. 
And they jump on it really quickly when something new comes out because the news coverage is out there. So people go, oh, yeah, I heard that on the news. Oh, good. Here's mine. Click. Exactly. It'll be like the same night sometimes. Yeah, sometimes the the smart one. So there we go. Yes, so iPad iOS uh, 16.4.1 A10. So... It's fairly small compared to last week's big 16.4. If you didn't get around to 16.4, this will just catch you up, in which case it'll be it'll be ginormous. It plugs several more security holes and also fixes a bug that causes Siri to not respond in some cases. Most of these things will get installed automatically, but you know, if ever you see a message coming up saying, please put in your uh, passcode in order mm-hmm. to allow it to run overnight... Yes. Uh, it's make sure it happens. People say, well, how come mine didn't get installed automatically? I've got automatic updates on. The 16.41 from last weekend was so big that that would crash their servers if everybody around the world got it pushed all at once. So they spray it out uh, over a period of 10 days or so, but then they went, wait, 16.4.1. Uh. Yeah. So now that one. So some of you may have not done either. So yes, please do go and check. Because of the significance of this, Apple fixed some really important security holes last weekend. A couple fixes weren't ready, so they bundled them together with this fix here. But also for Macs, A-Town, there's, there's another one there. Item number three in the show notes. If you have a Mac made in the past seven years, Mac OS Ventura 13.3.1. Yeah, so I... Um so is this the one that you were talking about with... Uh, Scammers no. have already started exploiting in the short time since the flaws were discovered. Oh, okay. No, I, you know, I haven't even read that one. I'm totally <laughs> right. Are they okay, well, the there you go. Right so now. if you're running macOS Ventura, please. Yeah. Um, Apple logo in the upper left corner, click on System Preferences, then on Software Update, follow the prompts. Mac OS Ventura 13.3.1. The next one, of all the things we talk about when it comes to scams, this one is the nastiest. I took a screenshot from the fellow that sent it to me, and I put it into the show notes. So, Felix, not only did you not get scammed, but now you're warning a bunch of others. And this is uh, from, quote, support, unquote. Um, Greetings. I have to share bad news with you. Approximately a few months ago, I gained access to your devices, which you use for Internet browsing. After that, I have started tracking your Internet activities. Here's a sequence. This is a long email. Basically goes through and says he's planted um, viruses on all your devices and you can't find it and you can't do anything about it. While gathering info about you, I have discovered that you are a big fan of adult websites. You love visiting porn websites and watching exciting videos. While enduring an enormous amount of pleasure, I've been able to turn on your camera and microphone and record all this, and I'm going to send it to all your friends and colleagues if you don't pay me $791 US via Bitcoin. You know, this is uh, this is a different way of looking at a scam that I've seen a lot of people be affected by. Going back, you know, the first time I saw anything like this was uh, around 2018. Yeah. It started propping up. And, you know, most people have a lot of doubts about, you know, the webcam and, you know, whether exactly. they're being watched and they're things like that. They're preying on this. On all Macs and on yeah. your phones and things like that. You yeah. have, there's a little, there's a little light that comes on. Um I haven't heard of any exploits for the Mac that actually make that life no. uh, make that light not turn on. And the same uh, with if Windows. It's being, if it's being yeah. watched, because it's actually wired directly into the hardware. Precisely. Um, and there's a chip now that makes sure that it's you doing it. Right. Going back to that. That's why some older webcams yep. 
won't work anymore with Skype and things like that because they don't have that, that chip reason. to prevent remote control. But this one is, this is traumatizing. This one little sentence um, here is, what was the thing? Um, what was the While one While gathering sentence? information about you, I've discovered you're a big fan of adult websites. Yeah, but he one? goes on to say what was the other sentence that, that he does about it. Considering the specificity of the videos you like to watch, you perfectly know what I mean, it will cause a real catastrophe for you. Yeah. Like, well, it's a very carefully worded, but it's traumatizing for people. They're gambling that somebody's going to think, well, yeah, I did do that. And right. they're going to pay. They're going to be too embarrassed to tell anybody. Yeah, you know what? It, it's not just that, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying previously about the text messages with the links. Right? Mm -hmm. There, there are two aspects to this. One is that, um, you know, it as much as we're making every bit of effort to make sure that everybody knows about this stuff, mm -hmm. it's also for the people who are listening and who are tuned into this stuff. Uh, I really encourage people to take it upon themselves to make sure that the people within their yes. own lives are also aware yeah. of these things. And a lot of times when we talk about ones like this, we say talk to your parents yeah. and your grandparents. In this case, this one also be talk to your kids. Because if you've got a 16-year-old sure. who's being a typical, you know, 16-year-old, they might well be watching porn and doing things and whatever, but they're going to be too embarrassed to probably tell you about this. And this is a this is a really nasty one. This is sextortion. So when you mentioned the 2018 one, they tracked those characters down. Yeah. They found a bunch of them were in Thailand, and they are in prison. And it went away, but now it it's coming back. So I, please, it's see, a horrible scam. I never saw these go away, you know, because I've had people coming to me with things like this all the time. Oh, I haven't had one in two years. Yeah. Two, three. Right? I, I've oh, seen yeah. lots and lots of them consistently. But the, the point that I wanted to make yeah. is that it's not just for the individual that gets it. In a lot of situations, you've actually got... Um, individuals who are part of a family unit are getting yes. these and it's you know it causes tension because you know maybe a, a partner might be getting it and then yeah. they don't know they is don't that, know whether that their something, partner something yeah. else has been going well i didn't do anything like yeah. that but you know maybe you know maybe my husband joe yeah or, you know yeah and, we share the computer and yeah, yeah. and you exactly. can see dad marching into the bedroom of the teenage son with this one saying now look what you did right? yeah no. things like that it causes additional friction yeah. and like you're saying you know there, there's there's all of a sudden this becomes this additional layer of embarrassment and shame yeah, yeah. um that uh that causes friction and causes people to actually hide these things yeah even if maybe they had nothing to do with it whatsoever so yeah. it so the, the wording, the I've problem. actually captured it with Felix's permission. I've captured the entire email. I blurred out his email address. Um, and please, if you want, print it out, copy it, paste in the word, show it to people. That's how we shut these weasels down. The authorities are working really hard to trace these senders. They will. The email address it comes from is ykudkunk.com. Well, it's going to come from <coughs> lots of different places. But, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and just, just remember that it's not... You know, when you look at these things, you think, ah, there's no way I'd fall for that. Well, a lot of people feel so much concern that they're doing the wrong thing by ignoring yeah. it. That is what actually makes them take action. Yeah. So you know, there you less go. Less so than that common sense. Yeah. There are other scams that we will talk about in the show notes as well. On the flip side, just before we go to break, international law enforcement agencies have seized a sprawling dark web marketplace popular with cyber criminals selling stolen passwords and logins. It was called Operation Cookie Monster, the good guys, and it was the Genesis market they took down 
when they took it down, they found 80 million online credentials stolen from more than 2 million people. They've already arrested 120 people around the world. So, yay. So, yeah, we tell you about this bad stuff, but no, there are people that are out there working hard. And so that that's a good one. Congratulations to everybody involved there. Okay, Saturday morning of Easter weekend, we are live. We'd love to help you, especially if you've got Mac-oriented questions, because that is my week suit, so it's so awesome to have Etan and Brian here with that. You know the routine, probably. Star 1070 on a mobile phone. 250-386-1161 on a home phone. Texts to 1070-10-107010. Include your first name somewhere in there if you text us, please, because the messages sometimes get split. And emails to techtalk at cfax1070.com. Aside from that, when we come back, the Biot of Shaw by Rogers is now complete. The work to combine their products is getting underway. We'll go through some of the first details of things that are changing. 20 after the hour, hour number one of our Easter long weekend edition of Tech Talk, right to the phone lines. And Ed, aloha. Hello. I'm so used, still used to saying aloha. Hi, Ed. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Uh, I have a, a, a two-part question, sort of. I'm, I'm wondering about uh, the legality of saving uh, YouTube music to your computer. If it is legal, how do you do it? Good question. It is legal with, a, with an asterisk, A10. I don't know anything about this. This is not my field. So <laughs> okay. So you if you have YouTube Premium, then uh, downloading both videos and music, and YouTube's the number one place where people go for music because the license, the labels all do it. Vivo is their platform. So, yeah, so if you're on YouTube Premium, then you can do it just absolutely perfectly legally. There's a, there's a button there. Brian, if you're not... Yes. I well so I would also add that like when you downloaded it download it you download it to the browser to be able to use it on the browser on the machine. So all you're accomplishing is I have this for offline viewing but in the same place. It's not like you could download it and throw it on a, a music player or throw it on your iPhone yeah. and go and listen to it. Um the other way Any pe- other way you do it you need to know first of all it is illegal. If you are yes. not paying YouTube premium it is illegal. And uh, YouTube is working really hard to crack down on what's called stream rippers that are designed to extract and save the music from YouTube videos. 4K video downloader is probably the most commonly used one that comes safely without any malware. Yeah, these are they're, this is one of the main places you're going to get a browser hijack or, some, or scams galore are these services that claim... That they will they will stream the YouTube video and and rip the audio from it for you to download, but then the likely they, you know the download buttons are often confusing and there's ads in there and then you end up downloading you know malware instead. Um, yeah. it's quite problematic. It's up there with like those free TV streaming services, which are just covered in ads and is like probably one of the number one way people get malware. Yeah, what were you thinking? Uh, what was the reason? Can, can I ask it of wanting to download them? I just uh um, sort of to, to have them on my phone when I'm out walking, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so what we do, and I don't know what ATAM, but what Brian and I and a lot of people do, we subscribe to Apple Music. And then I have access to the vast entire Apple library, and it doesn't fill up my phone because I can stream it. If I'm going on a plane flight or if I'm going... Uh, 
you know, on a road trip where there isn't going to be great cell service, then yes, I would go into my library and tell it songs that I've added to my library. I now specifically want them downloaded. Yep. And you can actually do the same with uh, with playlists too. So I use Apple Music as well. Yep. And as you create playlists on your music app, on your computer, or on your phone, um, you can always set it set uh, have it set so that the playlist itself is always downloaded. So even if you're adding songs to it, you don't even need to take any extra steps to make sure that it's actually synced to your phone. Yeah, oh, and then when great. you come back from the trip, you can tell it specifically, go to the playlist and say, delete download. Mm -hmm. So the playlist stays there. But you don't have all the songs yeah. there. Yeah. Right, if you're worried about space. Yep. Yeah, that's the that's the best way. And Apple Music, uh, that way you know also that the artists are getting their money. So in Canada, uh, Apple Music Voice Plan is five dollars per month after your free trial. There's a student plan at six dollars a month. Individual monthly subscription is eleven dollars per month. The best deal though is the Apple Music Family Plan, which lets you share your account with up to five people and gives each member a personal account, and that is $17 yeah. a month. And they don't get to see your music, you don't get to see their music or playlists, unless you specifically choose to, to share with them. Yeah, but you have to have the family sharing feature yeah. turned on for that. Yes. But it's yeah. definitely worthwhile. And so while we were talking about YouTube, the alternative to that is getting YouTube Premium, and that comes with YouTube Music, which is a standalone app that you can download and this, it works the same way as Apple Music where you can manage your libraries and it, but it just pulls from all the content all the music content on YouTube rather than Apple's library they're very yeah. simula similar you know YouTube is so um, easy for anyone to upload to that you can get often you know they're hailed as having the most obscure and the largest range because mm -hmm. just any little backyard producer or whatever can upload his content and you can find it there or their content um, but so YouTube Premium is eleven ninety nine a month or you can get um, the family plan. I think they just moved up to like 26. Yes. Um, but so there's, that's a great way because you never have to watch an ad <laughs> again on YouTube. Yeah, and then you're not worried about the legality of it, Ed, because that would be my big concern because it is there's now with AI out there, it's much easier for copyright controllers to track down people that are ripping it and come after you and you have no defense whatsoever in a court of law and they will just demand a you know a three thousand dollar you know settlement and they'll team up with lawyers in your community and they get 50 percent of that money and they'll take you to small claims court you really don't want to be going down that path thank you very much okay thanks that's an excellent question so yeah please do um i understand the desire to save money but uh, when it's so easy with these other methods either youtube premium which allows you to download, uh, or with Apple Music, where you don't need to download, but you can if you want to, if you're going on, on trips, going to the desert island and don't want to have internet, yeah. Yeah, uh, you see, this is the thing, too. I mean, uh, a lot of people are um, detractors about uh, using subscription services and things like that, but, you know, if you go back to the early days of using broadband and all of a sudden the world was open to you and you could go and grab all of this stuff and mm -hmm. it was, you know... Free and easy in the Wild West, that was yes. fine, yeah. right? But now we have so many robust uh, ways to get access to all of this content yeah. legally. You just have to make some choices, right? You know, give yourself a budget every month. And, you know, one of the things that I know uh, Chaz does, uh, Charles Martin, who's always, uh, who's often on here too, 
uh, is they, they set themselves a budget in their family, mm-hmm. and every once in a while they kind of rotate out of their subscriptions. You know, they might use so Crave cancel Netflix or, and you know get do Crave, Crave for or, a bit yeah. or Prime or whatever you want. Yeah, you know, and just explore it that way because we don't necessarily need all of that content from one service and then just to pile it on. It's when you've yes. got all of them that it starts to become prohibitive. But you know, give YouTube Premium a try. Yeah, and you the know, other huge there's no one. contract on YouTube Premium, is there? No, nope. no, it's no. just month to month. Month right. to month. You the can other buy big it for deal. The year, but yeah, if yeah, you are a classical to. music fan, yeah. Apple just yeah. rolled out Apple Music Classical, highest bit rate of any streaming service out there, and a really great engine mm-hmm. to allow you to find find the specific rendition yep. of that piece of music, which movement you want, by which orchestra, recorded in which year. Kind of things wow. that really aren't that big a deal in more popular music. Yeah, they brought they bought a company called Prime Phonic uh, a while ago that was a, a great service for uh, enthusiasts of classical music and audio files. And and nothing happened for a while. We wondered what are you doing? Yeah, they yeah, were just figuring the out a way there. to integrate it, and they ended up. Uh, it was in, it's a separate app, isn't it? That you can actually yes. download. So the interface is completely different because there's so many more nuances yeah. of what you want on classical music than there are on mm-hmm. pop music. Yeah. You want the original recording, and this, yeah. So try that one out, and there's a free trial yeah. of that as well. I've got a couple fans who tried it. They love it. Okay, quick break for news update with Steve. When we come back, we'll go into the ramifications of the Rogers together with Shaw, which is the new name when we continue. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we continue on for our Easter long weekend edition of 2023, if you're just tuning in, A.T.N. Rubini is in studio with me. He's the president of the Victoria Mac and iOS user group, among other things getting ready for the VMUG meeting for April this coming Wednesday? Well, one of the things that we're going to be doing that I'm really looking forward to is we're going to do a full-on deep dive into uh, into bookmarks, using bookmarks and favorites uh, across different browsers, mm-hmm. um, and just some different strategies of, of how to do it. Because if you're a Safari, uh, Apple Safari user, there's this really nice feature called a Reading List, which allows you to be able to just it's a kind of pseudo bookmark. You can mm-hmm. just tap on it and it adds it to a list of uh, of web pages or articles that are kind of pre-downloaded to your device so that if you're traveling and don't have Wi-Fi or anything like that, mm-hmm. you can just click on them and read them. Uh, so just looking at the differentiations between that, between tab groups, and between um, uh, how to manage your favorites and your bookmarks bar and those kind of things. That will be hugely helpful. That is Wednesday night, 7 p.m., April 12th, that's about the latest it can be on the calendar because it's always the second Wednesday in the month mm-hmm. in there. The link is in the show notes if you've never taken part in a VMUG meeting. We're still on Zoom. We did do one Christmas meeting, and we'll try and find ways yeah. to do others. It's a challenge to do. Yeah, and even if, you're, even if you're not a Mac user, come and check it out because we'll have a look at some uh, uh, iOS bookmarking and things mm-hmm. like that as well. Yep. Um, so uh, if you're using an iPad or an iPhone or something like that, the the effects are the same. So yeah. Okay. So right. Wednesday, 7 p.m. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Some of you may still have an old link for show notes. If your notes stopped at August last year, then just delete that bookmark. <coughs> Excuse me. And go to shownotes.ca. All one word typed into the address bar, and it will redirect you to the new one. Mm. You can tell because it will have a white and purple stripe across the top and says Tech Talk 2023. 
We are also going to be talking about the new Apple uh, Apple Music Classical service oh, good. as okay, well. So, so it's a, that's you know we were just talking about the uh, before the break, yes. but that'll be a good one to come and check out as well. And I suspect on the question and answer session, which is a popular part of every email meeting, this will come up. The buyout of Shaw by Rogers is now complete. The work to combine their products and services is getting underway. They're using the banner of Rogers together with Shaw. That's the logo you'll see. If you are a client of Shaw or Rogers or their subsidiary brands or Freedom Mobile or Fido, yes. you will have presumably had an email from the CEO saying, yep. we're one company and the one world is wonderful. Nothing changes right now. Yep. Well, not quite accurate there. So the website has a link to a list of FAQs for Shaw customers, which basically says no changes are happening to your service or bills. And you will find these three words throughout it. At this time, one change that has already happened is that Shaw Mobile is no longer enrolling new customers. So they'll help you with your current service, but if you want to go and get on, they say, no, down the hall, Rogers stores now. If you are a Shaw Mobile customer, you can now migrate over to the more robust Rogers network at the same price you're currently paying. That was one of those 21 conditions that Rogers will honor the rates and continue to offer those rates for up to five years. Strings attached. So the first one is the FAQ state that Shaw Mobile customers will not have access to Rogers USA or international Rome-like home plans. Right. So that's going to be a key for people that want as as expensive as those plans are. <coughs> if you're just going down to the US for a day or two, mm -hmm. that's a really valuable thing. Yep. So none of that. Also, um, you can, for now, purchase Shaw Mobile travel add-ons, because those are quite appealing, but those are expected to vanish before long. And if you have a 5G-capable phone, you will not have access to Roger's 5G network at this time, although Roger says in the FAQs it'll have some exclusive 5G offers for Shaw customers soon. The other one that I think might trip up some people, if you bought a smartphone on a two-year contract from Shaw, you'll have to pay off any outstanding balance when you're migrated to Rogers. Mm, that's, a, that's a big one. Yep. So if you're paying $45 a month for that smartphone and then $25 for your service, mm -hmm. when you switch to Rogers, the $25 continues, but they say, ooh, you've got nine months left, 45 times nine. Pay up, please. Right. <coughs> so is there a deadline for when you have to go over to Rogers? No, not yet. No, not yet. Not at this time. Right. You're going to get used exactly. to those three words, not right. at this so time. Right, so let's say if if I had gone out and I had put a uh, bought a brand new smartphone thinking, oh man, I'm going to do this right now just before they make that switch over yep. and I've got a plan in place. At some point. At some point, yep. if it was recent, I may be lumped with a pretty big bill. Yeah. But I don't know when that's coming. So if you are on Shaw Mobile, I would encourage you, please go to the show notes, item number 11, the bottom, it says, read all the important Shaw Mobile brand sunset FAQs. Here, read them, expand each one, so you'll get an understanding of where we sit. Next week, Brian, there'll probably be some different ones that'll start rolling out the additional details. They have a lot of work behind the scenes to do to merge these two big companies. Absolutely, and I'm sure they've done a lot of the prep, so it's going to come yeah. pretty quickly. But even the title of the FAQs was interesting. It's their words, not mine. Shaw Mobile brand sunset. We are going to sunset the brand. Yep. Shaw Mobile, it's going away. The question is how soon, how fast. Now, on the other side, if you're a Freedom Mobile customer, you are now a client of Quebec on the Videotron. 
The company has promised no price hikes for current customers for five years. That was one of the conditions. Also to reduce rates by 20% to match their Quebec rates. And also to increase your monthly data allotment by 10%. Now, one of the things that a couple people have asked about, they say, so are my current rates going to be reduced by 20%? It looks like, and I couldn't get an answer from Hawaii, it looks like, no, it's only for new customers the rates will be 20% lower. Current customers stay where you are for five years. Now, Rogers was supposed to be tied into reducing rates across the board, weren't they? As part of this deal, or was it just through video? That's, the, that's the global idea that through um, the, the ability of combining these two companies, they'll cut their overhead and they will be able to reduce rates. It's not like they had to. Right. I thought I read in the judge's decisions that that was one of the conditions that they had to meet. They had to work hard to bring rates down across the board in Canada. Yes. That was basically the wording. Work yeah. hard to bring rates down across the board. Yeah. Uh, a big part of it was expand low-cost broadcast or broadband internet. Um, to I, rural I think, areas. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we're going to get. No, rates that's for people down, that are on. Think, that are people who are on government subsidies for super low income and low income people, mm-hmm. and they're going to expand that offering for those of you that are in that situation. This will be really good news because you're basically going to get 50 meg internet for I believe. Don't hold me to this, but I believe ten or fifteen dollars a month. Mm-hmm. But oh, wow. you have to be on a government wage subsidy, things like that, and, uh, gain, thing, things like that. So what's happening with Videotron is they're also going to increase your monthly data allotment by 10%. So if your current plan gives you 10 gigs of data per month, you'll start getting 11. That one will happen almost immediately. And I put links into the show notes for item number 12 on that one. Here's the other part of the puzzle, though. Freedom Mobile is also pausing signing up new home internet customers because that service was offered by Shaw. Our friend Gary Beyer at Tesseract, he is a Freedom Mobile customer, and at home, his home internet, is he's just uh, using data hotspotting off his Freedom plan, which is great. The problem is that came from Shaw. Shaw is now owned by competitor Rogers. So, so Videotron says Freedom on hold. You can continue to use what you've got now while they sort out some deal with Rogers. But new people will be switched over to V Media, a company that Freedom, that Videotron bought last year. Then they can start bundling together mobile, TV, and internet. That's part of that fourth carrier. So lots to come. Ugh, I'd hate to be the person organizing all of this. Oh, it's a massive team. <laughs> now, one other one, while we're talking about that, there is a new wireless internet provider here in Canada. And I'll be honest, I was scratching my head about this one. Carrier with a K, Carrier One. It's unlike any other carrier because this is their wording. They will use a decentralized network powered by blockchain technology to offer high-speed internet for just $9 a month. Wow. So basically, if, if the three of us signed up for this, we would all become, in effect, hotspots. And Brian, you'd be sharing with Atan because he lives next door. He doesn't, but I'm just saying that. And then Atan would be sharing with me because I live on the other side. And so there's that decentralized idea. So we would all be hotspots for each other? Yes. Ooh, sounds like a huge battery drain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the device... Although it's the way of the future. 
I, it wouldn't be our sure. phones. Yeah, oh, you're talking about actual physical. Yes. Oh, right. So That's you, so about. instead of having a modem that brings right. the internet in, okay, because you said carrier. So yes. I thought you were talking about mobile specifically. <laughs> no, they're designed for the whole idea. So it's a little out there. Yeah, you know what? But I think it's actually the way of the future, for yeah. sure. You know, because distributed anything distributed across different devices, yeah, uh, is a good idea yeah. in my opinion. Okay, quick yep. break. Patricia's okay. waiting yeah. on the phone line. Again, links to all that stuff about the changes, and I'm sure the show notes are going to be full of these links as the stuff changes and changes and changes. 10, 11, and 12 when we continue, Patricia. As we continue on Tech Talk, a whole bunch of texts coming in. I'm going through some of them in the background there. We'll get to those in a minute, but Patricia's been waiting on the phone line. Hi, Patricia. Hi there, Alan. How are you doing? Happy Easter. How can we help? Um, I purchased a... a ninth generation iPad here recently mm-hmm. and I was you know installing thinking I'm installing it and now I get a notice from um, well I can't get into my app store I guess is what I'm trying to say because it's set up um, to get more storage and I know it's from Microsoft because I've Pardon me, I'm just stumbling here. That's okay, so if you're on an iPad then your app store is going to be running on Apple's iCloud. Yeah, so I'm uh, Mike, and I put my, I've hovered my finger over the email, and it says Microsoft at mail dot onedrive dot com. So okay, so this is an email from you telling you that you need more storage. Yes, you're over your Microsoft storage limit. Mm-hmm. Get more storage, and when yeah. I click on that to go to my just one sec, then it yeah. says sign in options, email. So then it says, okay, so hold on. Okay, okay, so here's what this is. So let's be clear. So this is this, this isn't so much your iPad, and this is a real thing. I'm guessing this one, unlike so many, is not a scam. So, Brian, yep, so Brian, Microsoft, uh, starting in February, started combining your OneDrive storage capacity together with your email storage for Outlook.com. Yes, for free accounts. Yeah, for free accounts, you get five gigabytes for free. So, so that oh, so anyway, I've been paying ninety nine cents a month, I believe. That's right. So you should be fine now because that gives you fifty but gigabytes. That's not my problem, Alan. Oh, okay, sorry. And when I put when I it, I touch on my it says use and then it says my email number and I or name yeah. and I touch on it. Then it says touch ID to log in to live.com. That's right. So it's got a password in its memory, and it wants to use your fingerprint to save you having to type it. When I was setting up this fingerprint, I obviously didn't set it up good enough or something, and there's some breaks in it, and it will absolutely will not work. Okay, so type in your password in the meantime just to get this out of the way. But I can't get the... The um, oh, okay. So what? Come up. Okay, so what you do is when you um, when a fingerprint doesn't work, you place your finger there, and it goes no, and then it says use password. It should when you place your finger gently to do it. It'll say use. Uh, okay, it, now I've hit passcode. Oh, use passcode. Yeah, it'll either say use password or use passcode. But it says enter a valid email address, phone number, Skype name. Okay, so then I go to type it, but I can't type in because the letters don't come up. It says on the bottom on blue, use, and then gives my TN code to blah, blah, blah. And when I touch that, yep. I want to use that, yep. then it goes directly touch ID to log in to live.com. That's so right. what happens when you try the touch ID? Nothing. It, that's it. And I've been trying to get into my app store since I've 
install okay. this. Yeah, but does it does it give you a field that you can actually type in? No. And and if problem. you okay, so but if you if your touch ID is failing, it should still give you a, a yeah. When you place your finger on the touch ID sensor, what happens? Nothing. Something. Are yeah. you are you doing it on the sensor, which is uh, which is on the top or on the home button? I'm yeah. doing it on the little. Um, Oh, I'm doing it on the little thing. Okay, no, no, that's a just a symbol. That's yeah. the, the thing as that looks you like your finger, it. that's just a symbol. You want to place it on the round home button on the edge of the screen. Home button. Or, yeah, or gently, the gently. The or the, if it... Ninth gen. Oh, okay, gen. so it's the gen. one with the home button still she's talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. so this is a very confusing thing. It. Yeah, okay, so this is okay, for every... Now I can put in my pass. There you go. Oh, okay. So this okay. is not you, Pat. This is yeah. one of the most... Right. Apple doesn't have a lot of annoying things, but this is one of the worst ones. Whenever you go to use your fingerprint for something, it pops up an icon of your fingerprint, yeah. mm-hmm. and people try to touch it, yeah. understandably. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, but of no. course you would but think that. No, they should put a line through and put... And like a line through the fingerprint symbol saying sample, press... Or be- like an arrow. <laughs> yeah, well, because the... Or if you touch on it, it should come up with a little thing yes, saying... Yes, that would yeah. be the Apple Yeah, saying yeah. the button is on the edge or on the side. They yeah. don't know which orientation you yeah. have, and they don't know whether you have the model mm-hmm. like Patricia where it's on the round button. They don't know whether you have one on the edge. Well, the websites do, but the... the- the, the devices do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but when it brings you up that screen, it doesn't know. But no, but they have they yeah. have the capability. Yeah, the, yeah, the iPad knows yeah. which way. So for iPad. everybody that's wanted to throw your iPhone or iPad across the room, yeah. whenever the fingerprint, the little red outline of yeah. your fingerprint comes up, no, that's just meaning it's use the finger. It's not on the screen. Yeah. No, it's not on the screen. It's either the round button if you have one, or it's the sleep-wake button if you do, and that should take care of you. It's so interesting. I never, it never occurred to me, but sure, it's a touch screen. Why, why, why wouldn't it? Or why wouldn't yes. you think that? But just before we go to break, because Patricia brings up an important issue, some of you are now finding that you cannot send or receive emails on your Outlook.com address because you have gone over the 5 gigabyte capacity. Mm-hmm. Apple also does that. They 5 gigs for free. Microsoft allows you to bump up to 50 gigs no, they've just doubled it to 100 gigs now oh, wow. for $19 a year or $2 a month. That's great. That's what, you'll need. That's what you'll need to do. So if you find that you're not sending or receiving emails and you're on free Microsoft OneDrive, if you're on Microsoft 365, you're automatically getting 1,000 gigs, not an issue. It's only for those of you that don't have enough stuff to be stored in the cloud that you're still on the free platform. So that's what it is. Back with the final segment for this first half after this. Welcome back to Tech Talk. YouTube is a great place for music videos, as we were talking earlier, and it just got even better with the upload of digitally remastered live performances from the hit 70s late-night TV show The Midnight Special. The vast majority of these, which have not been seen since that show aired literally half a century ago. Not just the hits, but also big artists doing collaborations and tributes, like this medley by the Bee Gees. The next bunch of songs we're going to sing for you now really need no introduction whatsoever. If I fell in love with you, would you promise to be true and help me understand? Yeah, there's the Bee Gees live on stage doing a Beatles tribute. Video number 40 is a link to the new Midnight Special YouTube channel. They've got dozens of videos up now, including the very first episode in its entirety, and they'll be adding lots more in the coming weeks. I must be 
Looks and sounds pretty good, eh? Yeah, I didn't know about the show. <laughs> yeah, you're too young. <laughs> midnight special was the first. It was groundbreaking. Don Kirshner, it was uh, midnight till 1.30 in the morning, and he insisted that all the acts record live. Oh, yeah, great. And then they bundled them together, so you'd get four or five artists on any given episode, so a wide diversity of, of stuff, of groups. So oh, wow. phenomenal stuff. So I wasn't in the country at this time. You're forgiven. Okay, there you go. So again, that's item number 40 in the show notes. Back to the phone lines, and Irene's been waiting. Hi, Irene. Hi, Alan. Thanks ha- for taking my call. Happy Easter. So, How can we help? Ha- you can help me with um, Apple Mail. So okay, over I to have, A-Town. Uh, so I have a... a Macs, I have iPads and the Apple phone. Yep. But what I've been noticing for months now, and it only came to my attention when emails weren't going through that I didn't realize, disappearing emails after sending. So I'm not sure if it's after a certain update, but every now and then I'll send an email and I'll get an, e- I will, I'll get an email back saying I haven't replied. So I check my sent and there's nothing there. But yet when I'm doing it, I know I'm hearing this, you know, the whoosh, the whoosh and because and now going. I'm aware of it, I'm looking for it now, so I go right to scent. Yeah. It's not getting scent, but it's not going to draft. It's okay. Not going, it's gone. And do what, you, does do the, you, what does the email address end in? At what? Uh, it doesn't... The email address... Your email Your email address ends in at what? At Gmail. At Gmail. Okay. okay. So, uh, do you? So I've got a Telus one, and I've also got yep. regular Gmail. So, do you see? Uh, is there uh, something in your sidebar that says Outbox? There is, and it's not in an Outbox either. There's, there's nothing. Uh-huh. There's- okay. Um, hmm. A rule. I'm guessing that something may have somehow compromised that, and there may be a rule which is deleting the. Email. So the easiest way to do this would be instead of using the Mac Mail app or the Mail app on the iPad, would be to go directly to gmail.com and then check to see if the emails show up as sent there. And if they don't, then we would go into the settings. This is a little geeky. We'll be glad to help you with this. Yeah, I'll get I, I would. Off the I air. would suggest it's it's. We'll talk to you uh, in the next break. I'll yep. I'll uh, grab your number off of Brian and I'll give you a call back either during yep. the next break or at the end of the show and we can talk it through. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like there's something else going on. Yeah. Um, but uh, my suspicion is that uh, the settings for the uh, for the outgoing mail server are incorrect and they need yep. to be fixed. There's so any one of about four different things, but we can. They're all yep. known animals that we can track down. So stay there. We'll yep. be right there. Stay with us. Steve's got the news. Then we're back with our number two. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. It's the second half of our Easter long weekend edition for 2023. Glad to have you along. If you missed the first half, Brian will have a podcast for you shortly because we did go through all the stuff with Rogers and Shaw, as well as some of the many new Weasley scams out there. We this weekend is myself, Alan Perry. And Eitan Rubini. I am the president of the Victoria Macintosh Users Group and an independent Apple consultant uh, here in Victoria under the banner of MacZen.ca. And Brian Pavlicic is our technical producer and more, and he's just on the phone with somebody, so we're here. Saturday morning, April 8th, we are live. Sunday afternoon, the 9th, is a rebroadcast. And then, as we say, the podcast will be available for you. Normally, it pops up by about 12.30 on Saturdays on virtually any podcast 
platform because Brian is that fast. A couple other quick scams before we get back to the phone calls here because they are important. Watch out for scam emails, Atan, which look to be from iCloud, warning that your cloud storage is full and that you're at risk of losing photos and videos. I put a screenshot into the show notes, item number five. It's addressed to dear blank comma, which is your first clue. It comes from a gibberish long email address that ends at u10.cc. Hmm. Here's your geography test for the day, Brian. Higgs, I had to look it up. I didn't know. Uh, I think you said it was... Cocos Keeling Cocos. Islands, oh, an Australian territory in the South Pacific. Dear, quest, dear comma... I've seen .cc's before. Yeah. As a domain name. Yeah, yeah. The, because the, Australia provided them with high-speed internet via fiber to help them figure out what they're going to do with their life as global warming starts to drown their country. And so people are saying, oh, well, if you've got really high-speed, let's use it for scams. They won't come looking for us in the Cocos Islands. Well, guess what? The wording, your cloud storage might be full. Notice they never say iCloud. When exceeding your storage subscription limit, your photos, documents, contacts, and device data will no longer be backed up. Also, your photos and videos will no longer be uploaded to cloud photos. Cloud Drive and apps for cloud will not be updated on your devices. You can continue backing up your photos with extra cloud storage. Click and receive 50 50 gigabyte storage for free. Get this deal. And when you click there, it takes you avia.appletravel, not spelled correctly, dot UA. <laughs> dot UA. I had to look that one up too. I still don't know why, but it is Ukraine. I don't know why it's dot UA. Something in the language or something. Anyway, either way, it's a scam. Mm. Never click on those. I think you know the old rule stands pretty true. Any yeah. any messages that come in like this go directly to the website iCloud.com. Okay, and sign in there. Yeah, or right. OneDrive. Don't ever click on the link or yeah. Gmail. And the reality is, is that you know if you've got to make any changes to these, you need to be able to sign into your account anyway. So this is a good first step. Uh, yes. Never click on the links. Always go to the website. I got just the other day. I got a Netflix. Um, Email, yeah, coming in saying your password has been changed. Like, oh, how is that possible? Mm -hmm. I didn't click on the link. I even checked the links, and they were all Netflix links. They were genuine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, but you know, being cautious, I went directly to Netflix, signed in there. Yes, uh, and I actually did find out that somehow my account had been accessed on some some other Android device. So I signed out of all devices, and I changed my password. Um, it was. I checked with the family. No one. Had, none no of them had done. None hmm. had done anything like that. It linked, it linked to my email address, so I don't know how that could have possibly happened. But uh, besides the point, yeah, you know, put in a new, more complex password, and um, yep. and there we go. But, so I put a picture of this one in there. Again, I think many of you know this, but it's better that you pass it on to other people. If any of you use the Coinbase cryptocurrency service. Watch out for fake emails claiming your account has been suspended because of a policy violation. I put a screenshot in. It comes from .cl address, which is Chile. The, the weasels are smart in that they do not give you a link to click on. What they do is they give you a PDF attached. And when you open it up, it's got a very nicely worded uh, action required. We declined your last transaction for your safety. And it has a link to a fake Coinbase login screen hosted on sites.google.com. Weasels. 
Uh, one other one there, just before we leave this, if you are a user of Western Digital's MyCloud cloud storage service, it continues to be offline as of us now being live on Saturday morning. Hackers got into Western Digital systems and stole some data. We don't know whether they just stole passwords and emails or whether they actually stole some of your stuff, photos, videos, etc. So stay tuned. But this is why, Atan, we don't recommend you use third-party cloud storage services, whether they're free or paid. Like, like. Yeah, you know, normally I'm, I'm a huge fan of Western Digital. They're the only brand that I ever yeah, use for any great, of their drives. Great hard drives. Um, this does not have anything to do with the MyCloud home network attached devices themselves. That's right. It has to do with a feature of those devices that you can turn on that allows you to be able to ac uh, access stuff that you put on the drive remotely. Yes. Uh, stuff within a specific folder that you put yeah. on the drive and access it remotely. Like if you're, you know, when you're in Hawaii, you want to be able mm -hmm. to um, view those videos that yeah. you had on, on the stored on just yeah. the drive at home. Uh, but if all you're doing is you're using something, um, a network attached Western Digital Drive for something like Time Machine, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that that uh, cloud storage service is necessarily on. Um, but, uh, you know, they've, uh, Western Digital had various flavors of this MyCloud service running for, you know, the better part of the last decade. Yeah, they offered it as a reason yeah. why you would buy a Western Digital hard drive as opposed to a Transcend or somebody else's. Yeah, it was an add-on. They had lots of different uh, network-attached storage devices. Yeah. I used to put them, years ago, I used to put them into some client uh, environments, mm -hmm. um, you know, for as a ready-to-use kind of server. Right. Um, but they struggled for years with the, the MyCloud service, which allowed you to be able to access them remotely from different places. Yep. The only company that I do recommend if you really do want to use something like this mm -hmm. is Synology. Synology has got this stuff down pat. They do have things like two-factor authentication that allow someone to be able to log in. Uh, their cloud access uh, facility is not uh, mandatory. It is optional but it is very robust and useful. But like Alan is saying, for most people, um, you know, if you don't have someone that's always readily available to be able to, you know, troubleshoot and yep. maintain this stuff for you. If you, you don't have an ATAN in your corner. Yeah. Um, OneDrive from it, Microsoft, iCloud sure. from Apple. It's different Apple. If, you're a, if you're a commercial customer, but if you're a yep. residential person, uh, sync.com is another great company uh, mm -hmm. to to use. Uh, they also have Canadian service too. But uh, again, you're, you're, if you're yeah. not geeky, you're making it more complicated, and we want to go with the KISS principle. Keep it simple. Yeah. So The two companies sure. we trust. iCloud and Microsoft. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I and totally agree yeah, with you. The, the Microsoft one, I'm a big fan of because it works with Apple as well as Android as well as Windows. Right. So iCloud is Apple-specific. But some people do want to... Uh, keep all the stuff in Canada. So if you are, mm -hmm. if you do want to keep all your stuff in Canada, don't want it on servers anywhere in yeah. the US, sync.com is also a very, very good, very secure yeah. service that is very reliable. I would actually argue against wanting to keep it all in country X because you might be listening to us in another country because that's a risky infrastructure. If something happens to the Canadian infrastructure, you don't have a backup in another country. So... 
but that's you know, fair as long as it's I double, as it's long as it's two factor. No, as long as it's two factor authentication, it doesn't matter where it's stored. They can't look at it. Yeah, I mean the reality is though that there are certain yep. industries and people that really should be keeping this stuff in Canada. Like if you're if you're a doctor and mm-hmm. you're keeping files and things like that, yep. you are under obligation to keep it on Canadian soil. Yes. Okay. Back to the phone lines. Catherine's been waiting patiently. Hi, Catherine. Hello. Um, love your show. Thank you. Um, my question is um, regarding the app WhatsApp. Um, it's been recommended to me that um, I should maybe get this app. Um, however, I don't know if it's really something that I need. I have Messenger, I have iMessage, I have email, um, and I'd like to know if there's an advantage to using this particular that's a really good question. Yep. So it's very much like saying we have thrifty foods, we have save on foods, and now there's a country grocer. Should I go there? So mm-hmm. um, WhatsApp is a very, very popular app. It's a very easy to use app. It is owned by Meta, Facebook. So understand that privacy is not their strong suit. They make their money off people using it. Um, I would personally... Uh, advocate for using Signal. It works just the same. It is free. It is private. It was developed on behalf of three billionaires who wondered why with all their money they couldn't have a truly private messaging app. Mm -hmm. The other advantage uh, of it is that Signal can lock your messages behind your face, your fingerprint, or a pin code. So even if a trusted family member has access to your phone, they don't have access to those conversations. I have a client, she knows who she is. She's 75 and has decided that she's going to date again. Her husband passed away 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. She does not want her kids knowing that she is doing this and she does not want them knowing, but they help her with her phone a lot. (laughs) So we put the Signal app in on her phone and it's locked behind her face. So when when she has to ask the kids to help her with something else geeky on the phone, they, they can't go and it. see that she's yeah. meeting Dave for coffee or whatever. So I, I, I think it's important. A lot more private. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think it's important to ask though. That, I mean, if you're using uh, if you're using iMessage, mm-hmm. all of your content is perfectly secure. So Absolutely. it really depends on what your motivation for wanting to use WhatsApp is. The main Are reason you, is because you're communicating with people that don't have an iPhone or an iPad, right? Or if yeah. you're communicating, let's say, for example, Catherine, if you have uh, if you have friends and family who are in the UK or in Europe. WhatsApp is primarily their their means of communicating with each other. They don't use iMessage as much as they do WhatsApp. So the reason uh, for using WhatsApp really boils down to who it is that you're communicating with. Yeah. If you're if someone is asking you to do this, it's probably because they don't use iMessage or anything else and they're saying you should get on WhatsApp because that's where I am and that's where our family yeah. is. Yeah, especially if it's a family where you've yeah. got seven people, three of whom have iPads and four of whom don't. Yeah. WhatsApp and Signal and is much Messenger. easier to use, right? But it, re- yeah. but so, are you joining a community, or are you wanting to communicate with a community of people who are using it, or are you making the choice because someone's telling you it's more secure or anything than iMessage? If it's yeah. the latter, then no, there's no need to use anything other than iMessage. Um, but if it's communicating with a community that's already established. 
that's a good reason to use WhatsApp, but not any other reason. Okay, and if um, the, the the people who recommend it to me uh, are people who spend a lot of time, like months at a time, in Mexico or overseas. Yeah, yes. that's exactly that's why. Right. Yep, and exactly. you can set up group chats of you know five people, fifty, five hundred people. They can all be there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so WhatsApp is sort of like the most common one out there. But people go for convenience. We don't like change, and so they've just always used WhatsApp, and they don't realize till they get bitten by the privacy side. So I would, yeah, if you want to communicate with them, I would get WhatsApp, set it up, but then one by one reach out to them and say, hey, these guys on the radio are suggesting that we try Signal instead. The actual mm-hmm. image and video quality is higher on Signal. Yeah. It's less compressed. But that may also be like, trying to move a mountain though yeah and know, some people so. say no i don't want to change if yeah. you don't want to chat with us on whatsapp go away you know i, it, I, I hear perfect, that it's perfectly harmless for you to use whatsapp though if you want if yeah. you're part of a group i see okay well that's been really helpful thank you so much you're, you're welcome. welcome take okay. care bye-bye I, I wouldn't say harmless. You need to understand the privacy risks. Well, yeah, I mean, but if it's part of, if if she's joining a community of a, like 120 people and you're trying to make absolutely. a, you know, and the you Tai want to be Chi a part Club, of that, things like yeah. that, yeah, By absolutely great, fine. But don't do all of your personal stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it will not be private. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Um, I think we're overdue for a break, quick break. Tony on the phone lines. I've got a whole raft of texts here. Apologies. I'm going to work through as many as I can right here. Welcome back to Tech Talk with Alan and Etan and Brian. Ricky Winter from London Drugs. Tilikum will be our guest next weekend. Okay, here's one for you from Luke Etan. Uh-huh. Says, hi, I believe you have the Apple Mac genius on your show today. If he is able to give some direction on this procedure, that would be great. Currently, my wife has a gmail.com email as her Apple ID. We would like to change it to an iCloud.com email. Do we first create on the mail app on the iPhone, then wait the 30 days before changing the Apple ID? Great shows. Thank you, Luke. Yes, that's exactly correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when you create an Apple ID... Uh, sorry, when you create an iCloud email address, Apple has a 30-day um, uh, embargo on you, if that's a correct word, mm-hmm. on you being able to actually use that as your primary Apple ID. You have to wait a month before that new email address can be used to replace your, your Apple ID. And once it is, mm-hmm. it's really easy. Uh, what I will say, though, is... Um, and this has been a really weird across the board situation that I've come across uh, everybody with everybody that I've tried to go in and create an iCloud account for. It's really weird. I don't know why it hasn't come up at all in mm-hmm. terms of any bug fixes. But without exception, for people who have been using iCloud for their devices for a long time, mm-hmm. when you go to cre- turn on mail, uh, and you put in your uh, your desired email address, mm-hmm. it always fails. Yes. And you have to actually physically sign out of iCloud, sign back into iCloud, and then turn it on, and it works perfectly well. But With every the address time, that you typed in, and it said yeah. didn't work. Yeah, well, yeah. what will happen is you'll put in your, like, uh, you know, atan.rubini at iCloud.com, mm-hmm. and it'll say, sorry, that's already taken. And, yeah. you know, you'll get that error. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you put in different variations, and you get all these errors yeah. saying that's, you know, it's sorry, it's taken. Right, and you know um, it's not. Um, but all of a sudden, you do find one that works, and you say create, 
and then it just goes back to the create screen. It just goes back to the create screen. Yeah, I've had that. You get stuck. So the solution is you have to actually say, okay, this is happening to me. (laughs) Poor me. And then you go to your Apple ID page. You have to physically sign out. Right, you may right. have to, as long as all your stuff is in iCloud, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's going to come back straight away. Uh, but do it mindfully. Uh, double check everything, yeah. and then um, sign back in. Sign back in, and then it works. And then go and create. And then when you go to turn on the mail, it's yeah. already being created and yeah. it works. Oh, yeah. right. Exactly. As soon as you flick the switch, it'll just turn on for that yep. address oh. that exactly. you never verified that it actually finished creating. And the thing is, is on, on older phones and older devices, if you do it on it, there might yeah. be a bit of a lag. You know, and there's not much indication that something's actually happening. Yeah. So be patient. You know, don't like keep clicking and clicking and clicking. Right. Like give it a give it thirty seconds or a minute, and then the screen will update itself. Okay. Uh, but it's a really weird bug uh, that I've noticed with all these short changeovers. We've done a lot of people kind of moving over to yep. iCloud and things like yep. that. I keep mm-hmm. coming up against it. So, it, in response to the person who wrote in, yep. yes, that works perfectly well. Just be mindful that when you're turning it on, that's going to happen. And if you need help, well, yep, we're, we're glad available. to help there. Yeah. Okay, one here. Duk, duk, duk. Oh, we were talking earlier about the Apple Music, Brian versus YouTube Music. Yeah. Patrick said, interested to know why you didn't mention Spotify. I have a grudge against Spotify. Um, first off, like you can integrate with Apple and YouTube, which already. You know, you get all of other YouTube Premium with yeah. it, or you have all the great integration with Apple Amazon on the Apple Music. Side. Yeah. Oh yeah, that one. I don't really love Amazon either, but uh, <laughs> I've always had a grudge against Spotify because they're trying to get profit off of podcasts. They're doing subscription-based pay to listen to these podcasts, and yeah. I have been into podcasts since they started at the very beginning, and I loved just how much it leveled the playing field and gave everybody a voice. And so them hiding these behind a paywall was like super shady to me, and so I've always had a grudge against Spotify. So, yep. And those other guys do it great, too. So if you love Spotify, keep using yep. it. But I think we default to those other two are kind of the, our favorites. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yep, but that's a really, <laughs> really good question, Patrick. Okay, one here from Ken. Uh, do you have any info what will happen in the future to the additional three Shaw Mobile users on my account? Yes, that is in that Sunset FAQ there. You can wait for Rogers to tell you that it's time to be migrated. And they can be up to four. Up to four people can be migrated over to Rogers, or you can migrate them now yourself. I would normally always suggest doing it on your own terms rather than waiting till you get an email saying you must, you have X days to do this. So, yeah, so please go through. And again, if you're just tuning in and you missed this in the earlier version of our show, the process has started. Item number 11 in the Tech Talk show notes talks about the fact that you can start migrating Shaw Mobile over to the more robust Rogers network at the same price you're currently paying. The link at the end there says, read all the important Shaw Mobile brand sunset FAQs here. Expand each one of them, little down arrow, read the one so you'll understand the strings attached because that's going to be important. And I would rather you do it on your own terms when you're comfortable rather than waiting say hey this is happening so it's starting like a trickle yeah but, but there's no there's no panic no 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 yeah. absolutely no yeah. but do it when you've got time when you've got brain power yeah. you know not when the family's visiting for easter so probably not a good time but i just want to make sure that that one is there okay back to the phone lines and tony hi tony good morning happy uh, easter a good trip yes wonderful thank you <laughs> okay i need help um uh 
Mobile devices. Um, out, out there on the street, it's coming wild. It's, it's, yep. uh, I'm finding it difficult to live. Uh, I go into uh, thrifters. I can't use cash anymore. Um, I phone Taras if I want. To, I've got a problem with my system there, and you talk to the robot. The robot says, give me your mobile number. Yep. Yep. Uh, we send you a text. That's right. So mobile devices are it. Yeah, it's very much it's very much like when telephones came in decades ago, replacing um, mail, physical postal mail. Same thing. Well, the bottom line is is uh, I, I'm becoming depressed. The fact that I can't do anything. You know, I refuse to um, not pay money when I buy my groceries, and uh, so therefore I'm forced to go into the smaller stores. Okay. So what's the question for us? So we can help you. What's the question for us? Because we're going to run out of time here up against the news. Bottom line is this. Can you recommend a mobile device uh, that um, is not one of those $1,000 jobbers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, um, stay on the line. I'll talk to you more off the air, Tony. But yes, basically, you can get inexpensive uh, ones. You can either buy a used iPhone if you want to stay in that secure private world, or you can get a brand new Android phone that runs on the Google platform. Uh, and you can get them decent ones for as good as uh, $150. Mm-hmm. And good London Drugs sells them, Best Buy, things like that. And also Refurb, too. Yep. We'll talk yep. to you off the air, Tony. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. We got Tony started out there. We're going to go see if we can get him um, a used iPhone from either Fido or from Black Apple. This is new to me, so educate us, Eitan. Fido sells used iPhones? Yeah, so uh, they have a lot of either refurbished or... Um or phones that were returned within... It has to be within a 15-day period. Ah. Uh, and so if you go, uh, assuming you actually have an account, but you know you can do this also at the, at the time you're uh, going into to get an account set up, mm-hmm. the store can look online and see what kind of refurbed or, or returned phones that they have. And there are tons of phones that are... Like here, is that there's, there's an iPhone 12 that's $10 a month. So what's right, happening instead of, is instead of thirty one dollars a month, and these are just phones that, that were were either they were sent back yep. at the end of their term, or they were returned within um, and within fifteen days, and it's an open box. And there's a lot of those returned with fifteen days, not because people aren't happy with the phone per se, but they yeah. realize that oh, I should have got one with more storage or yeah, something like or that. or something like that. So for people like you, Tony, that would be that would be a really good option. Yeah. So certified pre-owned is a really good way to do it. It's kind of like going to BMW and you know yeah. getting a certified pre-owned BMW or something like that. These phones, they, they go back to a, to a central location. They're checked over fully. If there's yep. anything wrong with them physically, then you know they're, they go into repair and they're refurbished. But you can get some amazing deals on phones. And yep. the reality is, is that you know we, we're constantly churning through these things. They last a lot longer. They're so much faster than they used to be in the very beginning. So getting a, like an iPhone 12, yep. you know, for 10 bucks a month, you can't, you can't go wrong with that. Awesome. That's a huge savings. Thank you. That's not something yeah. new to me. Uh, email from Jim, text from Kathy, from Ron, from Eric, all variations on the theme. Uh, Jim's email says, great info on the Shaw Mobile update with Rogers. I've scoured the web for info on what might be happening to Shaw emails and found nothing. Do you have any info on what is going to happen with Shaw emails now that Rogers' takeover has happened? No, absolutely nothing. Not a word, not a peep. That will be coming 
in the coming days and yeah. weeks. Stay tuned. My only hope is that there is some kind of lead time. Yep. You know. Stay tuned on on that one there. Um, okay, more texts here. Oh, oh, one other one I wanted to do. Um, a rumor since challenged is that when iOS 17 and iPad OS 17 are released this fall, Apple is going to drop support for the iPhone 8, 8 Plus, 10, first gen 9.7 and 12.9 iPad Pros, and the fifth gen iPad. This comes from a source with a proven track record of accuracy regarding upcoming software updates. So these are devices, ATAN, that were released between November 2015 and November 2017. Yeah. So we're talking six to eight years old. Yeah. So Apple tries to keep the system working so that the older devices can handle it. But as technology advances so much, it's a challenge for older devices. Yeah, and I think it's important to know that there are, just because they're not going to be supported, it doesn't mean that they're not going to work anymore. They will just start to... Remember the lady that called in asking about WhatsApp? Yeah. That would be a classic example of that. When you go to make a WhatsApp call or a Skype call or even an FaceTime call on a six- to eight-year-old device, it starts to struggle. Yes. It goes, oh. Yeah, from a performance standpoint. Yeah. yeah I, you know, the biggest reason, too, is because all of the... There's, there's this, you know, there's always this conversation about planned ob- obsolescence. And me, personally, I don't really believe in planned obsolescence anymore. Um, but the when you have a device that comes out that has all of these extra cap- all of these performance improvements mm-hmm. inherently the software manufacturers are always trying to push and take advantage of these improvements and these new capabilities now and you can do a whatsapp call or a facetime call with 64 people and you're going well why would i ever i just want to talk to my sister i get it yeah. but the technology is there enables it and, and therefore it, your 8 year old yeah. iphone goes Ugh. But, see, the problem is is that at some point, from a security standpoint, it becomes very difficult for them to be able to support these older operating systems. Exactly. And that tends to kind of push things forward. Yeah. So you have to constantly balance between, okay, how much am I at risk? How much is this a problem? Yeah. Do I need to buy a new device? Do I not need to buy a new device? Well, you know, if you're just using an iPad for music at home or you're watching YouTube on something like that and the operating system can't be updated... So what? You know, it just means that you have to be cautious um, and, um, you know, you can use it for as long as the YouTube app is going to work on it. But at some point, they're going to stop being supported from a software standpoint. So if you're buying a used one, which is why we mentioned this to you, is if you're going to be buying a used one, if somebody's making you a really good deal for an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 10. Yeah, nah. that's kind of a that's a bit of a threshold. I would say the yeah. oldest you really want to go is an eleven. Yeah, I would most of the time I recommend twelves and thirteens for people if they're buying new phones, especially if you're going to be using it going on a trip and you want to take awesome yeah. photos. The camera, Brian, we've talked about this. The quality of the camera and the imaging system is probably the thing that's gone up in leaps and bounds, model after model after model. Absolutely. So yeah. the iPhone 14s are out now, 15s coming this fall. Yep. So 11 is a good cutoff, not a 10, not an 8. But There's it's, no wor- it's worth yeah. noting, though, that these, these hardware cutoffs, they're stretching out, right? If you go back seven years, yes. the cutoffs were much shorter. They were about like a year and a half to two years shorter. Mm-hmm. Now you've got the uh, much more breadth between when your phone or your device becomes obsolete yep. than when it used to. 
Before we go to break, I want to do one other uh, homework uh, video here for you, and this will be number 46, uh, Brian here. And I'll get you to... Uh, yep, you can just fire that up. There are lots of music-themed videos in this week's homework video section of the Tech Talk show notes, and this is one of them. Do you know what ITF stands for? I had to look it up. International Trombonist Federation. Video 46 <laughs> features almost five dozen of the ITF's best members collaborating in studios around the world on a song that I'm sure you'll recognize. ITF's 2023 gathering, if you're a trombone fan, will be July 12th to 15th in Salt Lake City. You're only hearing it. You've got to see the video. They did a great job of combining these together. These are some of the best trombonists in the world. I didn't know you could get anodized trombones. Of course you can, but some people have purple and, like, bright red trombones. Yeah. And at the end of the song you'll actually see the outtakes of them trying to record this in studios around the world and sync it together. There wow. we go. Thank you, Martin, for sending that one. Quick break, back with more. As we continue on Tech Talk, a couple of you have mentioned this, you've heard this or seen it somewhere. If you're still using an Apple device running an operating system from 2017 or earlier, so six years or earlier, be aware that all Apple services except for iCloud will stop working on your device starting in early May, so a month from now, unless you update to the final versions for those older systems. So, ATAM, this will affect iPhones and iPads running iOS 11.2.6 or earlier, Macs running macOS 13.3 or earlier. Yeah, so the uh, me personally, I'm not actually very concerned about this at all. Um, it's a small percentage of yeah, people, but very small. If, if it's you... Yeah, every single, the last, so just as an example, if you're still using an iMac uh, from 2010, 2011, one of the thicker ones mm -hmm. where the bezel doesn't taper off, um, those go up to 1013, yeah. okay? So you're safe. So that, those are, this is going back like 13 years for a computer. Mm -hmm. It's still fine. There are very few people that I know, and there are a couple, uh, there are very few people that I know that use... Uh, older operating systems on older computers uh, uh, that are using like uh, 10.11, which was El Capitan and yeah. iSierra. Not very many before that, uh, if any. Um, but even on those, if you're using iCloud, it still works, yes. right? What this is about is about services like Apple Music, uh, rental, Apple TV uh, rentals, those kind of I things. iMessage and FaceTime. Right. That's so, the biggie. Um, now, this doesn't mean that you have to replace your phone, even though we would encourage you to. All it means is if you've got a 2017 or 2016 iPad or iPhone, please make sure that you've at least got the latest update you That's can right. get. Yeah. And then it, you'll be able to get another year or yeah, two. Yeah, don't, don't misconstrue this yeah. as if you've got a 2017 or 2018 device, it means that it's not going to work. Yes. It's just if you've, got a 20, if you've got a device from that era and the software is not up to date on it, Update it. Yep. That's all it means, yep. right? Um, you know, so there's still a lot of support going on here, and it's just talking about some of their services. iCloud for photo syncing, things like that. That's mm -hmm. all going to be fine. 
Um, if you're using iMessage on a, on a device that old, it's time to upgrade anyway. It's a security issue. Uh, suggested by Betty, who accidentally inverted her screen while cleaning the keyboard. So first of all, if you're going to clean the keyboard on your computer, whether it's a Mac or on Windows, yes, please turn, it off. <laughs> turn the machine off first because you can do all sorts of unintended consequences. But Brian, this is one of the ones that we do get calls and people freak out. Mm-hmm. Um, her screen was upside down. <laughs> well, so. turn the display upside down first. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I don't know the answer for Mac, so I'll redo the Windows version first. If you find the image on your computer screen is upside down or sideways, you've accidentally hit a combination of keys to make that happen. And if you're wondering why there would be keys to make that happen, because you might want to put the screen in the window of a store and have it on its end, like poster size, or you might want to hang a second monitor on top of the current one by hanging it upside down. Therefore, you would invert the screen. Anyway, to put it back the way it was, hold down the Windows logo key in the lower left corner of your keyboard and tap the letter I key. Your mouse will behave opposite from normal, so reverse your hand movements. It will drive you crazy to find and click on the first heading, Display. This is all listed with a picture in item 20 in the show notes. Move the cursor to the display orientation option box, change it back to landscape, and then click on apply. How do you do that? Can you do that in a Mac? Uh, not in keyboard shortcuts, but if you go to system settings or system preferences as it used to be called mm-hmm. uh, and go to displays, there is a setting for each uh, device, that allow, each screen that allows you to be able okay. to rotate the Rotate the orientation. I'll add that into the show notes. So again, that's in system preferences? Yes. System preferences, or as it's now called in Ventura, system settings, displays. Displays. Yeah, but there's no keyboard shortcut to do that. Thank you. There we go. Okay, Kevin's got a question about an iMac for you. Hi, Kevin. Hi. So I gave my wife her orange iMac uh, desktop. Uh, Yes, the bright orange color you told us about. Yeah, she loves it. She can't figure out how to expand the screen. So when she fires it up, it has a central screen with about a, I'm going to say a two two and a half to three inch uh, border all around it with the orange in the background. And she can't figure out how to expand the screen. So when you say expand, do you mean like make it bigger so that everything looks bigger or? Well, no, just to to fill the whole, uh, the whole monitor. So, so, oh, so you've got like a, Oh, is it just the, the background? Is the wrong yeah, size? There's, there's background all around the, uh, the 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 main screen. It won't fill up the whole monitor. So oh, so you're talking like right? It. So you're talking about the yeah. wallpaper doesn't fit, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to um, if you go to the Apple menu and pull down to where it says System Settings or System Preferences, mm-hmm. uh, there is a section called Desktop and Screensaver. And then if you click on the desktop, which is referring to the wallpaper, uh, there's an option in there when you select the picture that allows you to either fill the screen or fit the screen. Okay. That's yeah. it. And that's it. You just change it to oh, okay. fit the screen. Carry on there. <laughs> yeah, no. What? Um, just make sure also that the, the image that you have may be small. Okay, if the no. image is much smaller than the rea- than the resolution of the monitor itself, uh, you may want to be using a desktop background picture that is that is has more pixels in it. Because if you make it fit to screen, it might look really blurry and pixelated. 
Okay, I think we might be on a different uh, basis here. It's not the background, it's not the uh, screensaver I'm talking about. It's the actual working screen. So when you open it up and it's got everything there, Google, blah, 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 um, there's still a border all around that, which is the screensaver in behind. So you have, if, if you look up at the Apple menu at the very top, like in the far left-hand corner, there'll be a little Apple icon. Is that yeah. within this block that you're saying? And then beyond that, there's a border? Uh, yeah, beyond that, there's a border. Okay, so oh, so, so display uh, resolution, probably. Yeah, but it shouldn't be... Not uh, on an iMac, right? Yeah, it shouldn't be like that. I mean, so, so you're saying that the menu, even the menu bar at the top of the screen, is kind of reduced in size? Yep. It's part of the uh, the main screen, and then, like I say, there's the border all the way around. It's like a two-and-a-half to three-inch border all the way around. She wants it to fill the entire screen. Oh, that is very unusual. Um, oh, okay. The, I don't think I've ever seen that. Uh, so what I would suggest, go into the Apple menu, go to System st- yep. Settings, click on Display. Okay. And then uh, there should be an option that says uh, uh, Scaled and best for this display. Can you tell me what okay. it says? I'm not there. I'm at work. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what I'll I'm do just, is... I'm, uh, I'm troubleshooting for her. Uh, I will get... Um, I'll get your number off, uh, Brian, okay. and I'll mm-hmm. give you a call after I after I leave. Or um, in, if you want, you can go to maxn.ca and you can grab my details from there. I'd be more than happy to... Uh, what I'll actually do is give you my wife's phone number. She's at home painting. I'll okay. let her know that you're going to be calling, <laughs> All right, and you there can you walk go. her through That's it. That's even better. And her name is Helen. Okay, Helen. I'm okay. just getting to my notes. Give me one second. Hold on. I'm going to put you okay. on hold. And yeah, we'll, you can give and, it to Brian, and I'll yeah. grab it from him later. We'll get that in just a sec. Thank you. We're due for a break here, yeah. so I'll just grab, the, grab it off Kevin. Back Thanks. with our final segment after this. Final few minutes on Tech Talk here. Video number 48 is a song which I'm sure you'll recognize even though you've likely never heard the instrument on which it's being played. This is a young woman named Moyen. She's using a traditional Chinese instrument. I don't know if I'm going to get this right. G-U-Z-H-E-N-G to perform the Eagles Hotel California. It sounds great. Looks beautiful too. Like the resonance it has. Oh yeah. I love it finding these things. This is the thing you're never gonna find on traditional TV, but she's up, how many views has that had? Uh, where are we? Only 144,000. Yeah. Yeah. In seven days. Yeah. There you go. Thank you to Eric who sent that one along. Okay, Etan uh, from Bruce. I updated to 16.4.1 on my iPhone. I'm being prompted for Apple ID verification on my wife's Apple account to enter her password in settings. Strange? No, no, it's not. Uh, this happens a lot with... Uh, I, I see this happening a lot in couples and families uh, when uh, there was one user in the family that kind of started off with an Apple device. Uh, mm-hmm. They had their Apple ID set up, and um, if you've downloaded any or purchased purchased in quotation marks, any apps uh, from an app store under an Apple ID and you still have those apps on your phone, you can change to a different Apple ID and a different uh, iCloud ID. Um, But those apps that you have downloaded onto your phone are still keyed 
to that original ID. So very often if you're um, going through uh, an installation or you've done a restoration from a previous backup, it will ask you to authenticate that you still have uh, permission to use those. So that's not strange. There we go. Good one. Uh, two things before I forget. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I was near a dog with a lot of fur. And I guess I'm allergic. Didn't think I was. Tesseract has a pallet load, literally a pallet load of business-grade fourth-gen Intel Core i5 Lenovo desktop computers for $40 each. Not a typo. They come with 8 gigs of RAM, and you then pick what size of solid-state drive you want them to install. So you'd add $35 for a 240 gig drive or 55 for a 4080 gig. If you already have your own SSD, the PC is yours for just $40. That's remarkable. I mean, you can buy it. But it is a, fourth gen. Fourth yeah, fourth gen. gen. We're on like, yeah. what, 13, 13 10th. gen? 10th. Right yeah, 10th. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, six years old, but basic computers, 40 bucks. And again, if you got your own SSD, just. Buy one, two, three, mm. things like this. Gary got them at a deal, and so they had to take all the drives out. So, and he's put eight gigs of RAM in them. So that's pretty good right there. So wow. again, this will be at Tesseract Computers when they reopen in downtown Victoria after the weekend on Monday. Also, Peter spotted this one: Malwarebytes Premium Anti-Malware. One-year license, good for three devices. Any combo of Windows, Mac, and Android, forty dollars. Uh, and $15 off at London Drug Stores and online this weekend. Thank you, Peter, for spotting that one there. Okay, we're just about out of time here. Lots of other stuff that we did not get to in the show notes. Please go through and review that. By the way, Microsoft making its free DALI-powered AI image generator available on desktop for edge users around the world. Built right into the desktop version there. You don't have to go. In the meantime, if you want to do it, bing.ca slash create number 16 in the show notes. And the Fire and Water Restaurant at the Victoria Marriott Inner Harbor Hotel. We'll leave you this one. Offering an immersive 3D dining experience. You dine on a four-course meal while a small projected chef comes alive. Guiding you through each dish, its history and preparation as the plates come alive right in front of you. Wonderful. Thanks for being here. Always a pleasure. Find Atan. You'll find his contact info in the show notes at maxn.ca. We'll see you on Wednesday for the meeting. Enjoy the rest of your Easter long weekend. And so it goes.